Podcasting from anywhere other than a jail cell, this is Soberholic, a podcast created to encourage, equip, and inspire you to overcome your hurts, habits, and hangups. And now, your show hosts, Roger and Jason. Welcome to Soberholic Podcast. I'm Roger. I'm here in studio with Jason. And today, I guess you can tell, we've got Mike Vest here with us, yep. the Executive Director of Addiction Prevention Coalition. Yep, thanks for having me on. Looking forward to hanging out with you guys. I've already learned a lot about you already. Yeah, I, you know, a lot of times we talk, have a lot of conversation behind the, the mics before ever, anybody ever sees it. And then I get confused, you know what what we actually said on air and off air but um you know regardless it's going to be some good conversation um i I asked uh, for you to come on to talk to us a lot about well not a lot but to talk to us about uh your upcoming event in heroin walk right yeah that's going to be happening february the 29th right day okay yeah we're thrilled to death you know we have uh over 30 plus resource tables coming out on, on september 29th at uh we have a new place we're doing it at rather than the last three years at Railroad Park. We're doing it over at Veterans Park in Hoover, right off Valladolid Road, uh, right in front of Spain Park High School and right beside Jefferson State Community College. So we really feel that uh, moving this location, you know, if the weather stays good, that we'll have a lot more folks there that we can share awareness prevention with. Uh, we'll have 350 Narcan kits to, to pass out for free if you take the training. Uh, so that'll equal we've done probably over the last three years a thousand Narcan trainings at each of our, you know, past three walks. Uh, how, how has that worked? Well, we're not really sure, you know, but we do know two years ago, a lady emailed us and said, you know, my daughter, died of a heroin overdose and, uh, I took your training at the walk and I brought her back to life. Now she's at the foundry. Wow. And, uh, I shared that story at our, at our walk. I was, you know, and all of a sudden I walked off the stage and I felt a tap on my shoulder. And she goes, I'm the mother you're talking about. Wow. I mean, it was like crazy. I mean, just wow. everything went crazy. And then I'm, I'm speaking to thousands of people right there. And then the, and she goes, oh, and this is my daughter. Wow. And boom, I grabbed them up on stage and put them up on stage and kind of bragged on them and things like that. And the people just went crazy. So the Narcan training does work, uh, we feel. So it's very important that, uh, you know, we try to do that as much as possible at whatever we can, get, provide free kits and free training. I've been through that training. Um, they actually came out to, to my church and we did an event there in mccalla and uh, did some of that so it was really good Uh, fortunately i haven't had to use it but i don't don't think anybody gives that out in hopes that we can use it it's just more preventative that if something does happen you don't just sit there and go well now what right and you don't you know most it's 120 dollars a pop at at the pharmacy yeah you know so you know if you get it for free and, and they save some lives, and that's that's a that's a plus too. So that's what we're out there doing, you know, trying to provide some hope for people. And the best I remember, even with that, once you get to the expiration date on it, you can take it back and trade it in yep. for a brand new one. Sure right? can, yeah. And you can, uh, uh, you know, go to inheroin dot org and register for our walk. I mean, it's been a great. Folks are signing up left and right now, and uh, you'll get a T-shirt and a, a real nice lanyard. You know, we don't give the old cheap lanyards out that you see hmm. plastic and bent and things like that. And we use the same lanyards that the Southeastern Conference uses for all their championship oh, wow. games. So uh, we, if you're going to do it, we want to make you feel special. Yeah, and y'all having a lot of people. That's kind of what brought us into this. And we're sitting a table up there and meeting Can't everybody. Yeah. And it's pretty cool that there's, I mean – 
I've been to the past two. I didn't go to the very first mm-hmm. one, but I got to see that. You know, there was a lot of footage, drone footage, and stuff y'all had up for that. But there are several thousand people that come to this. We average about thirty five hundred each year. So uh, we're thinking if it, you know the weather holds off, like I said, we're you know we want to shoot for five thousand, not to pat ourselves on the back, but provide opportunities. When you leave that walk uh, on February twenty ninth, you're going to leave us some hope because there's people out there in recovery for one hour. There's people in, out there in recovery for 50 years. There's parents and wives and spouses and brothers and sisters who are dying trying to find, how am I going to help my, my sibling? How am I going to help my spouse? I don't know what to do. Well, there'll be three, 30 resource tables for free mm-hmm. out there for you. And the walk is free, too. You don't have to buy a T-shirt or land if you don't want to. Just come on out and hang out with us. And that's a good point. that The, the, the whole event is not just to for a place for addicts like us to show up to and to have a safe place, which it can be that, but it's for the the loved ones of people who struggle with addiction, what to do, you know, where can I find help? Those, those people will be there. I want to, they don't want to enable their kids, but they're doing it without them knowing it. So we're providing opportunities that here's how you can help, you know, your husband or your wife or whomever it is. And, and you need a hug too. Yeah. You know, you know, you're in this web too. You know, I was in the web. I'm four generations of, of addiction and uh, or substance use disorders, what they like to say now. Mm-hmm. My grandfather was an alcoholic. My brother was an alcoholic. My, my my father was an alcoholic. My brother was an addict, and and my nephew I found him under a bridge in Nashville two two and a half three years ago. So uh, I'm a product of all this stuff. And if I can help one person, you know, break the chain, then then let's go. That's right. Yeah. And even if you don't really have the struggle with substance abuse, let me be politically correct. Substance yeah, use, substance I, use I, man. Substance, you know, I'm trying, Come on. I'm trying. See, see, now, see, I'm in the rut of addiction. That's what I've been saying for 16 years now. But um, regardless is that, you know, even if you don't have that problem or a loved one didn't have that problem, it could still be on your heart to help and do that you know a lot of people just you know they say there's a need there they see the need there we see the opioid opioid epidemic um it's just raging and so you want to be part of that you can do that by going to the website right you can go to apcbham.org but our our website for the end heroin walk is endheroin.org it's really easy if you'll just go on our facebook at addiction prevention coalition you'll see all the stuff you'll see our uh, social media within heroin.org stuff on all the way up into LinkedIn. So I mean, we're doing mm-hmm. everything we can to promote it, to get folks out there because it's not about finding, it's not the same person that you see. You think, Oh, it's that guy over there behind under the bridge over there. Oh my gosh. It's the guy asking for money. No, it's not. It's that executive up on that 15th floor. That's scared to tell somebody yep. he's a, is he has an addiction because he's afraid he's going to get fired. Right. And yeah. that's what we're offering to people. So, Hey, it's okay. Come on, stop. Yeah. It's not a stigma anymore. Right. You know, that's what awareness to me, like the whole awareness thing, it it helps people not feel alone anymore. Whether you're struggling as a family member who has a, a loved one that's addicted or whether you're addicted yourself, when there's so much awareness. Because, I mean, 10 years ago, there was not stuff like this. 10, 15 years ago, uh, um, as when I was in real active addiction, there wasn't anything like this. There wasn't the amount of resources. The stigma was still a lot worse. There wasn't, you know, um, you know, walks like this or anything like that. And so, uh, you know, you can feel really isolated. But when we keep raising the awareness and try to end the stigma, you feel like you're you're not in this alone. No, there's hope. It doesn't need to be sad. It doesn't right. need. You don't have to. Oh, woe is me. Oh, woe, my, my son is this, my son is that, or my daughter, my husband, I can't, I don't know what to do. He's an alcoholic. I can't. Well, that's what we do the Inherit and Behem walk for. 
is you can come out and you'll get the biggest hugs and you'll get the best resources and it's all free. Right. And uh, we do raise funds, but to give you an example of why we raise the funds, last year in 2019, we helped 71 people get to uh, treatment facilities for free. Wow. And so this year in 2020, we hope to do 100 plus. So if you called me and you needed somebody somewhere to go like the Foundry or Alethea House or or the Fellowship House or somewhere like that, you know, you got to go. And that's a big deal because I'm struggling with addiction myself throughout the years. Um, You know, usually when you come to the point to a bottom, you know, we talk about you're wanting help. You ain't got no money and you burn every bridge (laughs) you've had. And so to say, I need a a grand to go to the foundry or however much it is there now, you know, you don't have it. And I know that there's a lot of faith-based places and other places that will help. But, it, man, what a blessing it is for you guys to say, no, we're going to step up and we're going to stand in the gap for you and we're going to help you get there. We want to help them get there. And then, you know, we don't really find out what's happened afterwards because, you know, we pay the $495 to get into somewhere like the foundry. And then two days later, they run away. Mm-hmm. They're out of there. Man, there's nothing. We, but we at least we offered us. Yeah. We, we did everything we could to help you get to where you need to be, whether it's uh, free uh, a psychiatric help from the UAB Beacon Recovery Program or the Recovery Resource Center. I mean, they don't even know about those places. So when they call us, we provide all this opportunity for them. And then you have them calling back saying, thank you so much. My daughter's over there right now at the UAB Beacon Recovery getting evaluated so we can find a place for her to go. Uh, that's what it's all about. Right. It's not about sadness. It's about hope. You know, and that's why we call ourselves this year. We're, we're hope dealers. That's good. And uh, like we're doing, that. so we're recruiting hope dealers for our walk. So come on out and hang out with us. And so we're talking about the Addiction Prevention Coalition, and um, I, I guess, and, and maybe I'm going to say this wrong, but out of all the things you do um, as an organization, probably the Inherit One Walk is your signature thing. That's what people know you the most by, I Pretty guess. much. I mean, it's it's kind of like they um, – it just kind of fell into our laps, to be honest with you. We didn't start this walk to have this – happened but it's just exploded now the huntsville mirrors what we do they even use our logo they have an in here on huntsville walk yep. so they I do it up there. That, so that's not you guys then that do that we, we provided them and consulted with them and let them have our logo and they mm-hmm. just changed it to hsv and so we'd love to do that in montgomery we'd love to do that in mobile we'd love to do that in atlanta nashville who cares where it is if you want to come out and have a walk like what we we're putting on we'll be glad to help you you don't have to pay us a dime we just want everybody to find some hope as well throughout the state of alabama especially See, that shows your heart, you know, just that it's more than, it's not about making money. It's not about doing anything. It's strictly about um, raising awareness yeah. and providing hope of of the hopeless. You know, that's kind of the reason we even started this podcast yeah. is because we just wanted to show that usually when you find someone who's in the midst of, of a pain or a struggle, there is no hope. And the people on the other side of it, whether it's even a month or a year, if you can show them that there is a way out, man, that's that's what I wanted to see. Sure. And that's what you see at this walk. But, at, um, you know, the other things that you do through the Addiction Prevention Coalition, maybe I should just start saying APC. I know say APC. Say they, APC. I think they know, I think yeah. they know it now. It's <laughs> so much easier. At the APC, um, tell me about some of those. I, I saw by looking through your website, one of the things that I was interested in, and wanted to hear more about was your your PAL program. Yeah, parents of addicted loved ones. It's it's going well with the Moore Institute in Cahaba Heights. Carrie and Art Wembley started that program uh, a year and a half or so ago, and it's going well now. They're growing into some more. We have a Celebrate Recovery now at Double O Community Church in Mount Laurel. Uh, we have a guy that wants to do one out in Moody. 
Uh, so what Art and Carrie has done have done with the one at the Moore Institute in Cabo Heights is starting to, to grow, and it you know there's a lot of people there that uh, uh, who come in as a mother and father uh, and wind up leaving the first night and don't come back. Right. You know why? Because they enable their 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 kid, mm. and they don't like to hear that. Yeah, we've had Art on the show talking about codependency yeah, yeah, before. They don't they don't want to hear the parents don't want to hear well. I'm not going to let him live out there on the street. I'm going to let him sleep in here. I'm going to pay for his food. I'll buy his car. I'll pay for his child support. Well, you know. You'll love that, him to death. That per- that's exactly right. You're going to love him to death, and then you're going to wonder what happened. Mm-hmm. You know, and it doesn't, people, like you said earlier, you don't have to really hit rock bottom to get help. Uh, you can, you can, you're going, like, a, you're an executive sweet person mm-hmm. who make, is making $350,000 a year. Uh, you don't have to hit rock bottom. And you've got all this wonderful insurance to go find you some help, whether it's um, faith based or non faith based. You know, the old saying is you got to get them saved to get them saved. Mm-hmm. You know, and so uh, some people don't want the faith based organizations, and, and and so let's just get you, let's get you clean and recovered. You know, in some form or fashion before we decide on where you know which way you want to go in that situation. So we'll help you. You yeah, gotta, we you got to save their butt before you save their soul. I've heard yeah, that. Yeah, man. Yeah, Except but, it wasn't butt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I made it funny. It wasn't very good. It didn't rhyme, you know. So. Yeah. Uh, at the last church I served at, my pastor, we started to celebrate recovery there as well. And he made a comment that will always stick with me, but he said, man, what we can do is help raise their bottom. Yeah. And um, I was like, that's so true. You know, we, we, we can buy some – Tough love, he didn't use these words, but, you know, by giving some tough love in the right circumstances, maybe they don't have to end up under the bridge like you was talking yeah. about earlier. Yeah. We yeah. can show them a way out before they get there. And that's true. You know, when I found my brother downtown Birmingham in 2010, after 35 years of being addicted to sub, uh, crack and crystal meth and things like that, and he came up to me and he found me. He, uh, I was walking out across the street from my old office at the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame, and, and he said, hey, and, of course, I kept walking because the Red Salvation Army was up there on your left. Mm-hmm. You know, they were always, you know, asking mm-hmm. for money and quarters yeah. and whatnot. So and he said, hey, Mike. And I looked up, and there was my brother weighing 120 pounds walking down the street. I said, what are you doing, man? He said, well, I couldn't afford the hotel room down there at this lost furnace in, in Woodlawn. Mm-hmm. And so I had to come stay here for a couple of days. I said, well, you can't come home with me, and you can't stay with Mother anymore. You're pat- you're-. He said, I know. I know that. He said, but you told me you could get me to the foundry. Hmm. And I said, I'll get you in the foundry tomorrow morning. And he said, for the first time in 35 years of his life, the most beautiful words came out of his mouth, said, I am ready to go. Wow. And he spent a year there at the foundry, and they wanted him to stay six months longer after he recovered and completed and graduated. And he stayed there for, and, and accepted Christ in his life and, and got mm. cleaned up, got a full-time job, nice place out in Jemison and a new vehicle. And, and God said, okay, time to come home. He died of a heart attack four years ago. And in April, uh, but you know, God gave him one last chance, and my brother took it full force. Right. And so I'll get to see him again one day because of it. Amen. That's right. That's good. So, um, some of the other things you were talking about that I was not aware of is that y'all have like you've tried to figure out how to bring awareness to businesses and schools, and yeah. I guess even churches with yeah. that. Oh, absolutely. Any, anybody who would take the um, take that advice or or what y'all offer, tell me about how y'all are doing that. Well, you know. There used to we used to be in twenty four schools and and now we want more uh, quality than quantity, you know. So we're in twelve school schools from Alabama School of Fine Arts to Thompson High School, from Carver High School to Mountain Brook, from Bestavia to Jackson Nolan, 
and so on and so forth. And even in Altamont schools, where it's a peer-to-peer group called In Focus, and we the kids come in, you know, once a, a month, and they they share their stories, and they'll sit around like this, and they'll talk. We don't talk. We have a sponsor at the high school that kind of sponsors, but when we go in there, we just sit back and let the students talk about what they want to talk about. I mean, you won't believe some of the things they talk about. Why why substance use disorders are happening within in and around, you know. Heroin's not in the Birmingham City Schools, you know. Uh, neither is juuling, if your audience knows what juuling is. We just learned last week from some teams we had on here yeah. with us. E-vape, vaping, yep. you know, same mm-hmm. thing as juuling, J-U-U-L-I-N-G. It's not happening in the Birmingham City Schools, but smoking is. Mm-hmm. So each, even Woodlawn and East, Woodlawn to Inslee, they have different drugs of choice. It's different. Vestavia, yeah. Mountain Brook, and Oak Mountain, and Spain Park, and Hoover. And, and I'm not picking on those schools. I'm just telling you, in those areas, it's a different different drugs of choice and alcohol, et cetera. But uh, we're doing everything we can to try to get into those schools and, and bring facts to the students because that's all they want to hear. They don't want to hear this is your brain, this is your brain on drugs anymore. They <laughs> do not want to hear that. They, they, they do just like that. They laugh at you. Well, it's not going to happen because yeah. I see him walking the street. You know, my dad, my dad's this way. He's an alcoholic and he works at so-and-so and so-and-so. So we just share the facts with them, and it's very successful. And we have a preventive partners program that we've started, you know, at 530 at night. Parents don't aren't able to come out to learn more about substance use and and the threat, the drug epidemic and things like that. So we decided, okay, we're going to go to the businesses then. So we started our very first one was at Alabama Power, and we did you know some uh, some uh, seminars there to to do that. And we did we're doing Jefferson County Birmingham Board of Education school counselors and Birmingham City Schools coaches and health teachers to provide them a little bit of opportunity on what to look for. Uh, and, and things that I mean, a lot of them didn't know what juuling was either, hmm. you know? And, uh, so there's a lot of things that these kids are getting addicted to so bad, but the teachers don't even know it. Some of the superintendents in the schools, I was at the superintendent's office on Friday and I showed him what I showed him a special jewel. Uh, it was a watch. It looks like a Fitbit. Looks like an iPhone, but it was a jewel. They're smoking watches now. <laughs> they were. And, hey, they're snorting condoms too. And, and, yeah, and you just pop it up. You pop it off, and it looks just like a jewel, and it had, and it works. It's digital. It has a date and time and everything on there. And the superintendent wow. of this school system did not even know that that was there, and he wanted to take a picture of it and send us that. You know, I found this in another school district. So, huh. uh, well, that's what the kids told us yet. Our last last week on the show was that the, you know, even going to the bathroom like when we were kids it was it was cigarettes i mean and and even then it wasn't big but sometimes somebody would smoke a cigarette but yeah. they were like you know it's like cloudy in the bathroom and i'm sure it's not every time but it's yeah, well, obviously a problem well, right? well, the reason it's getting so addictive for the teenagers that's why they're doing it in the watches that's why they have them in the earbud earpods too jewels and earpods they have them in the strings of your hood what? smoke on your backpacks and things like that because they get so addicted to it one little liquid jewel pod equals a pack of cigarettes. So if they do two packs, two little jewel pods a day, liquid pods, they just smoke two packs of cigarettes and they're getting addicted and they can do it in the classroom because there's no smoke because it's not smoke. So yeah. ch- check this out, Mike. I am. I have got three kids. I've got a, a 17-year-old, one of which was on the show that we talked Good. about. Um, I've raised uh, my niece and nephew who are, who are also teenagers as well now. And I am completely oblivious to what we're talking about right yeah. now. Uh-huh. And so I know there's other people. Um, and this is exactly the reason yeah. y'all do what yeah. you do. That's right. I bring um, awareness. I bring awareness to stuff because I – 
I think that maybe, maybe, and I'm probably even wrong with this statement, that parents realize that drugs are probably an issue, but I don't think they know the issue that it, it really is, depending on what school, yeah. um, of what maybe the, the temptations their, their kids are facing. And so um, you know, it just kind of goes to show why y'all do what y'all do. Yeah. It yeah. is such a needed thing. Absolutely, because it's just the awareness is out, it needs to be out there about that it's not a jewel and the e-vape is not smoke. It's 900 degrees of a 3,000 chemicals, including embalming fluid, that these kids are smoking. It's an aerosol. It's not smoke. So they're doing it in the schools, the jeweling in the schools, because there's no smoke or aerosol. It's just because they blow it up their sleeve, and the teacher never knows it because there's no smell or anything. So See, that's what they're getting away with. Last week they mentioned the jeweling and vaping. So I just uh, assume, because isn't there like one of the vape things called a jewel? Um, yeah, they kind of name brand. Yes, yeah. it's so that's not what the same thing we're talking about. No, it's mm-hmm. getting so bad that Marlboro bought $35 billion worth of jewel out. You know, So uh, that's why they said, hey, if we can't beat them, we're going to join them. But uh, the, you do see some vapes with these big old things, and you see white smoke. Yeah, yeah, well, that's, yeah. That's yeah. Not, so I just assumed that was one and the same, but they're two different things. Again, we're that's not about. smoke. That's aerosol. Yeah. Three, 900 degrees aerosol going into your lungs, which makes your lungs stickier. Wow. You know, and, and people think, well, I'm just trying to get off cigarettes and smoke. But it's, your lungs are getting so much worse by the juuling. And we can talk about that all day long, but uh, uh, we, we want to just want to make parents aware of uh, and the people in the businesses, hey, this we're saving your business, number one, because there's somebody in your business that's has a substance use disorder, whether it be cocaine, whether it be uh, alcohol or whatever. And when we send people to different treatments, when we give scholarships out, and I want to share this with the audience that we, you know, the 71 scholarships that we, you know, do give out through the walk uh, this past year, you know, a lot of those people ask, can they still smoke in these facilities? So you're, they're trying to get off heroin. That's how bad addicting nicotine is. They, they would, rather, mm-hmm. they can't even get off the nicotine. I was one of those guys. Yeah, yeah. They can get, they can get off. They can recover from the heroin and crack mm-hmm. and alcohol, but boy, they can't recover from that nicotine because yeah. that's how strong it is. Yeah. And that's why we're trying to represent. Uh, that's why we're trying to share with parents. This is how they're starting at ten and twelve, y'all. Mm-hmm. Mom and dad. Mm-hmm. No, no, not my son. We'll go. That little thing looks like a flash drive on his on his on his trip. My wife makes fun of me because I say Chester drawers. Yeah, because it's chest of drawers. I said no, it's, a, it's Chester drawers, and I said that's not a that's not a flash drive. That's a jewel. Yeah. I think a lot of people in Alabama say the same thing yeah. you say. You, so there, honey. <laughs> so with, with the education part, you're uh, trying trying to educate so there's prevention. How do you do that with with the the younger generation without coming across like a a say no to drugs campaign. I'll give you an example. Uh, we are blessed to be able to get funding uh, from the Community Foundation of Greater Birmingham. And we're in West End Academy. We used to be the old West End High School. They mm-hmm. tore it down and built a, a new school there. And we're in third and fourth grade with evidence-based positive action programs that has the kids take this class, they take this course, and, and then they do, uh, you know, take the, not a test, it's an evaluation. What did you think? Did you learn? How much did you learn? And it didn't just really fire off. Here's don't do drugs, don't do, don't smoke cigarettes, don't. It, it's it's a six week long, nine week long opportunity for these kids to learn about the facts. You know, 
you know, this is we just really don't want to do. So it really is. It's an amazing. We do it in a softer way rather than the billboard saying, "No, no, no, yeah. don't so, do this. Yeah. Your brain is your brain on drugs." You know, mm-hmm. and the players, student athletes, are seeing some of the college players get caught smoking marijuana. Well, they say, "Well, it's okay. The college players are doing it. Why can't I do it?" You know, and uh, so they're, you know, getting caught doing it, but they really don't know the performance is lacking there. And if you're a band. Pl- Playing the band too, the same thing. How can you blow a trumpet when you got your lungs full of nicotine or lungs full of marijuana? Mm-hmm. It's just hard to do. So it's it's affecting not only, but yet you want to get a scholarship, right? But it's not going to work because you can't run a hundred yard sprint, right? So you're saying the evidence you lay out the evidence that hey, look at all these negative effects that come from this through a through a nine week period in a, a softer way, period. you know, through a softer way through our positive actions. We we, we do games with them. We do provide candy and, and things like that. Well, by the time they're – because really in high school, it's almost too late. Oh, that was fitting to be yeah. my question. Yeah. So middle it starts school, in middle school? Middle school starts in elementary. We're in the elementary school. So we wanted to get upstream. So not only did we get upstream, we got in the pebbles mm-hmm. with elementary schools. So we're going to see six or eight years from now if what we did really worked. And we feel like it is because the kids are going crazy in the third and fourth grade. The principals are loving it so much to say, can you come back and do their third grade? How so, is this not in every single school already? Lack of funds. Man. Lack of funds. Yeah. So, but yeah, we're, we're, we're thrilled to death to be able to do or finally, after 12 years of, of the Addiction Prevention Coalition's existence, to be able to do an evidence-based program. Because, you know, people who provide funding who really want to, is this working? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know, the old famous orator, Barney Fife <laughs> said on one of the TV shows, he said, you know, you don't go always go by the book, but by the heart. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're not going to, you're not going to get a lot of evidence-based things out of the in heroin Birmingham wall, but you're going to see a lot of people walking away from there going, I'm going to do this and I'm fixing to do it right now. And it may take them two chances. It may take them three chances, but they're, they've got it in their mind. The parents have it in their minds that, you know, we can get through this. We're going we're going to be right here with you, but we're not going to enable you. Yeah, what I, what I've seen from the heroin walk is it's more of a movement. I mean, it's a change in people's attitude. Is 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 breaking down the stereotypes yep. of being just that person on the street corner in Birmingham. No, it's everybody. Before you even got here, we were just talking about some attorneys that we knew that had struggled oh, with yeah. addiction. So, um, you know, drugs and alcohol. It's not a respect for persons. Nope. It's it's going to cross all those boundaries. And yeah. in fact. Um, you know, you don't have to have the sunken eyes and all that. Sometimes you can look very professional and holding it all together and just very good at hiding it. And, and be a heroin act. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what's, that's what's so crazy is that you walk in Walmart or you walk in Bottega's mm-hmm. and there's somebody beside you that's a heroin addict. And you don't even mm-hmm. know it because they don't look like it. Yeah. Right? So that's why we're trying to educate everybody saying, hey, man, you can get off this stuff because you're, you're going to lose your family mm-hmm. you know, if you don't. And it may not be happening right now, but you know, five years from now, when you really are suffering, uh, we're here to help you. We'll get you in where you want to go. That's reasonably priced. You know, we'll get you. We'll, we'll try to help you get in there, male or female. We don't right. matter to us. We want to help everybody and anybody. And that's a that's a good point. You t- you mentioned the reasonably um, priced is because there there's a lot of difference in rehabs i mean Absolutely. Uh, you know some are like you mentioned i think the foundry was about 500 dollars. Yep. you said up into some of them are several tens of thousands of dollars and i'm sure they go above that Thirty thousand a month 
and you know some almost require insurance absolutely and um you know that's the, the difficulty i've had trying to get people into uh different rehabs is they have no insurance because again they've burned all their bridges mm-hmm. and so you're going into some usually it's going to be a faith-based rehab and, um, and and when it's reasonably priced yes and that's the way it works because somehow or another they're offsetting the cost, whether it be in a work-based program like the Foundry or Jimmy Hill Mission. There are just some local ones here. Don't say Jimmy Hill Mission. People think that's bad. No, Jimmy yeah. Hill Mission is just like oh, the I summit. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they're providing opportunities for people that nobody ever think of. Yeah. And it's not the it's not a homeless mission anymore. It's it's, no. it's helping mm-hmm. males and females. Yeah, Royal Pines that they have out there. Yeah. Uh, George King is, uh, I guess, the director out there now. A great guy and doing great things out there. And so I, I've been on the ground there uh, quite often, um, just and see the work they're doing there. And you're right, it's not a homeless mission anymore. And you're um, going to see things at the resources if you come, folks. Come out to our walk because you're going to see a lot of things out there, resources that you didn't had no idea that was available. Sometimes at no cost or just a minimal cost and, yeah. and things. So I'm, if you just come out and see the resources, don't be embarrassed. Right. You know, my mother wasn't embarrassed when I was growing up as a single kid. She wasn't embarrassed to go to Toys for Tots and get me Christmas presents. Yeah, well, the coolest thing. <laughs> you're like, right, I know what you're you know, saying, yeah. for real. So. Um, but, you know, the thing is, like, you can. there are so many people at this event that you could be there and really never even be seen if you didn't want to be. Yeah, so there's right. no reason to be yeah. embarrassed. You could you could sneak in, get the resources, and sneak out sneak if that's you. Out there. You don't even yeah. know you're there. You know, beautiful place. James Spann will be our champion this year. Yeah. He's got over 580,000 Facebook followers, and he's got over 420,000 Twitter followers. So James has been kind enough to be our champion this year. We'll have Rob Conrad out as our MC uh, this year, and James will be signing his, his new book, his book out. So uh, books out. So we're thrilled to death to have the legendary, you know, James Spann to come out and hang out with us. Is he coming with or without a jacket? There's probably without a jacket. He'll probably have his own He's shorts with long socks, serious. you know, long socks up to his <laughs> knees and things like that. But uh, we'll have elected officials out there to show the people that, hey, you don't have to be scared of deputies. You don't have to be scared of police officers. You don't have to be scared. These elected officials are here. They're up there in Washington, D.C. fighting to get more money in Alabama. Now, yeah. here's an example right here. I mean, I can show you when they show, they'll be able to say, you don't have to go get in their face because they're already doing things trying to get mm-hmm. money back in Alabama. Awesome. So. Well, all right, Mike. Um, um, I appreciate everything you share with us oh, about man, yeah. APC. We've got a great team, man. We got we got a great team. We've got a Vistas, Mercor Vistas now, interns. Carrie Wimbley, Director of Operations. Angela Dawson does our student initiatives program. I mean, she's just phenomenal there. So we've got a wonderful team. I say team, I don't say staff because I was a former high school football coach and I played college football. So everything I do is a team. Right. Because we don't want anybody to think you guys – or trying to take credit. We don't care who takes credit. You mm-hmm. want you want to partner with us? You can have all the credit you want to. Mm-hmm. We just want to save somebody. That's it. All right. That's great. Well, again, um, End Heroin Walk. Um, it could be the fourth annual event. Endheroin.org. Endheroin.org. You can go right there and register right now. It'll be February the 29th. Leap 10 day. o'clock, right? Yep. Registration starts at 10 o'clock. Come mm-hmm. on out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Beautiful place. Beautiful lake. Beautiful walking area. I mean, we'll have drones out there. We'll have family. we're going to do all kind of videos, you know. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Cool deal. All right. Well, I guess we'll see you there, and that puts another one in the books, man. That's it. I'm Roger. I'm Jason. We're signing out. Thanks for listening to Soberholic with Roger and Jason. If you like the show and want to know more, check out soberholicpodcast.com. Please remember to leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you next week, Soberholics.